Okay, welcome back. We're going to listen to Seven Mysterious Beings Rebuilt Civilization and then be the Anunnaki Giant Slab. Well, let's see. In uh, Sumerian tradition and in the surviving texts that have been passed down to us, there is uh, a very strong and intriguing reference to what are called the seven antediluvian sages. Go over to India uh, and we have the seven rishis. Uh, so this, this number keeps on cropping up. We can go further away to Easter Island and there we discover an ancient tradition that civilization was first brought to Easter Island by seven initiated men. Now, how are we to take all of this? Or how can we put it into some kind of context? For me, what I think, what I think we're looking at uh, is more evidence that there was uh, a, a high civilization that we have lost track of, that we truly are a species with amnesia, and that we have forgotten a very important part of our story. Uh, and, and fragments of that story crop up all around the world. In the Sumerian tradition and in the surviving texts, that have been yes. passed down to Canada flooding in Canada. the satellite to seek the planet suspected of causing the wobbles researchers concluded that an object four times the size of our planet had been detected by the iras in 1992 harrington and van flandern of the naval observatory published a newspaper article they used all the information available according to their observations they believe a tenth planet has been discovered in our solar system this planet is called an intruder planet Dr. Harrington and Zakaria Sitchin, both familiar with Sitchin's writings about a 10th planet, met to correlate IRAS's findings with the Enuma Elish, an ancient Babylonian creation epic. According to the IRAS, other space probes like Pioneer 10 and Pioneer 11, Harrington agreed with Sitchin that Nibiru was. Every 3,600 years, a planet as immense as Nibiru would pass between Mars and Jupiter. Because of Nibiru's passage, Pole shifts and reversals have occurred, causing changes in Earth's precession. Uh. Used the satellite to seek the planet, suspected of causing the wobbles. Researchers concluded that an object four times the size of our planet had been detected by the IRAS. In 1992, Harrington and Van Flandern of the Naval Observatory published a newspaper article. They used all the information available. According to their observations, they believe a tenth planet has been discovered in our solar system. This planet, so this is what's noticed, used the satellite to seek the planet, suspected of causing wobbles. Researchers concluded that an object four times the size of our planet had been detected by the IRAS. In so this is what's known as the Baltic Sea Anomaly. And Swedish explorer Peter Lindbergh uh, discovered it in 2012 while searching for a lost shipwreck. And this thing is 300 feet below the Baltic Sea. It's 200 feet wide and 26 feet tall. And uh, you can see that it kind of bears a striking resemblance to the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars. Scientists, many scientists say this structure appears to be made of metal. 
and what's crazy is electric and satellite diving equipment reportedly cut out when near the object. And sonar has found drag marks behind the object, and uh, geologist Steve Weiner says, according to tests, this structure is not a geological formation. What do you guys think? Is this some kind of ancient structure? So this is what's known as the Baltic Sea Anomaly. And Swedish explorer Peter Lindbergh uh, discovered it in 2012 while searching for a lost shipwreck. Oh, check this out. It's uh, Vimana, George Lucas probably based the Millennium Falcon design on it. And yes, Chewie is Sasquatch. We all know the obvious answer. It's a spaceship. Cool. Let's get it up and see if it still works. <laughs> the military won't let anyone near it. Even the ocean and team are not allowed to go back to it. They were devastated, so it's obviously some importance. I'm sure somewhere in some file there's a gynonymous story where this got explored, but we'll never see it. Been waiting years to hear what this is. Guess not in our lifetime. Just will we know? I believe some already know exactly what it is. Would have this would have been explored already by the Navy. Yeah, it looks like it could definitely be a crashed spacecraft. When are we going to investigate it closer? Two hundred feet times twenty-six feet is quite significant if we can attempt to bring up the size of the spaceship uh, if we can attempt to bring up the titanic then we can 100 percent attempt to bring this up nothing much so cool I'm Native American and Mexican I'm a Christian and I know for a fact that there are star people there have been a part of my people from that beginning yucky and patchy is my native blood. Lincho Hernandez. No subscribe. No videos, no subscribers. Only first subscriber. Peter Lindbergh uh, discovered it in 2012 while searching for a lost I told you Paris Hilton was the original influence. 2003, a home movie was released of Paris and her ex that made her a household name. Paris walked so Kim could sprint. Shorty out here stealing celebrity playbooks. She was arrested on cocaine possession, but claimed the purse the drugs were found in were not up to her high standards of fashion. She was acquitted on grounds of expensive tastes. Only the rich and the white. She had a home with AC, eating a designer furniture built for her dog for 300,000 rats. Mamas are living more lavishly than Taco Bell by ambassadors. A romantic conquest of no joke. Angling with Cristiano Ronaldo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and 50 Cent. Paris took all the boys to the candy shop at the strap. Retail stores have generated over $4 billion in revenues. Greater than the economies of the war-torn nation of Sudan. Only Paris can mediate world peace. He's a world-renowned DJ earning over $1 million per set. These two are the greatest entertainers of our generation. That's hot. I told you Paris Hilton was the original influence. 
2003, a home movie was released in Paris and her ex and made her a household name. Paris walks, so Kim could sprint. Shorty out here stealing celebrity playbooks. She was arrested on cocaine. Claimed the first the drugs were found and were not up to her high standards of fashion. She was acquitted on grounds of expensive tastes. Only the rich white. She had a home with Ace. It's just so weird how they can instantaneously change their coloration and their texture and then perfectly blend in with coral. Right. Like when you see them like stop on a coral reef and just become the reef, you're like, what are Instantly, you? Instantly, too. It's like, yeah. zoop, and it's gone. Look at the colors in this thing. As the octopus is asleep and dreaming, it's changing the outside color and texture of its skin in relation to whatever the fuck is going on in its head. Right. Right. That's so wild, man. Isn't that nuts? That there's biologists that believe yeah. that they came in in asteroids and eggs. There's science to support that it's a possibility. And then I can also see why people think that seeing them. Look at what their the octopus eggs look like. Mm -hmm. Whoa! And so they're developing those intelligent chromatophores, that thing that basically the skin picks up the color and changes to match, mm -hmm. right there in the embryo. Octopus and cuttlefish are closely related, right? And they both yes. can change yes. their texture and their color. Yeah. It's just so weird how they can instantaneously change their coloration and their texture and then perfectly blend in with coral. Right. Like when you see them like stop on a coral reef and just become the reef, you're like, what Instantly, are you? too. It's like, yeah. and it's gone. Look at the colors in this thing. As the octopus is asleep and dreaming, it's changing the octopus's garden in the shades. I'd like to be under the sea. I invested in this book. In the shades. Ancient Egyptians in the Grand Canyon. The Y files. Shares his plug. So hit him up. He's making a web series in the Midwest. Live chat. Play. So, folks, what I That's have for you in this news. one is fantastic for us and therefore pretty awful for old Donnie. That's kind of how it works. Huh. So, while yep. you're having a great weekend, deluged by piece of bad news after piece of bad news and this is coming in true two critical ways one you're getting more and more analysis about how that quote-unquote victory that donald trump scored yesterday isn't really all that big of a win and in reality may open up the door to even bigger punishments and even more aggressive moves against him from officials at the doj maybe other law enforcement as well but the victory isn't quite what he thinks and it doesn't actually give him any sort of protection that he thinks it does but then we have to really delve into this man's sickness because we have a devastating update right before the holidays a devastating update on why donald trump is breaking down is deteriorating is dissolving in a way that's frankly disturbing from a professional that understands him extremely well let's do this is typically not the way law enforcement is done so it doesn't surprise me that chief judge Beryl howell said i'm not doing any of it this is not the way it works now it was a behind closed doors session with the chief judge so we don't know precisely what was said but the reporting is she refused to go down this path think about it if i were a judge i wouldn't order somebody to be a records custodian over stolen documents and then hold them in contempt if they refuse to do it the way you do it is you do a search warrant 
you arrest the perpetrator, then you do supplemental search warrants as you learn more about where the additional proceeds of crime are being hidden. Well, I want to talk more about the judge, Charles. Why do you think the judge decided not to hold Team Trump in contempt? Well, it's hard to say because these were closed door hearings, but at the same time, I do agree with Glenn. This is somewhat of an unusual request given the nature of a case like this. I think that in order to do so, what you're talking about is actually holding the attorneys for a client in contempt for what their client may or may not have been forthcoming about. And I think that that's also a very important key that people need to understand. Part of what has happened in this case is that no attorney has been willing to swear or attest to the fact that the documents that have been requested in these subpoenas have been turned over in their entirety. And part of the reason for that is because I believe that they know that they're dealing with a client who has not been entirely forthcoming with them as well. And so to, to punch an attorney legally for something that their client is not necessarily giving to them in terms of being forthcoming would be somewhat unusual, even though they are not in a position as representing Donald Trump to say, hey, listen, we don't think our client is telling us the absolute truth. And so therefore, we're not going to put our licenses and careers on the line by certifying something that we cannot verify is absolutely what we say what we're saying it is so given all that do we think a trump indictment is coming soon what i'd love to hear from you on this i think it certainly should because donald trump has not only committed any number of crimes in the harsh light of day but he's also admitted to it for example when people say well it would be hard to prove donald trump knew what what documents were boxed up at the white house and and sent down to Mar-a-Lago. Well, it would have been hard had Donald Trump not posted that I openly and transparently took the documents to Mar-a-Lago more openly than other presidents. That's an admission that could be introduced as a statement of a party opponent. I think we are long past time to play these games of, you know, finding people who will certify they returned all the stolen uh, property and move into the indictment phase. So I want to end big picture here, Glenn. Does the DOJ calculus change now that Trump is running for 2024? It doesn't. You know, there is a rule that says within 60 days of an election, DOJ tries to take no overt law enforcement action that might give the appearance of uh, impropriety or, or partiality. Uh, there is no rule that says an election that's two years away, if somebody announces their candidacy for office, all law enforcement efforts mm. have to stop. I don't think this impacts the Department of Justice at all. Mary, my friend, I'm glad to have you here, in part because you also yeah. happen to be a psychologist. So, is there more to your uncle's most recent interaction with fringe elements and extremists? Is there anything that can explain the psychology of this? Yeah, Alex, and thanks thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Um, we have to, everything Donald does is transactional. And one of the things we need to realize about him is he's sort of a black hole of need. And when he's not getting what he wants from some people, I think in this case, uh, the majority of the Republicans in, in Congress who have had enough and sort of see him as electoral poison, he will go wherever he needs to in order to get his fix, which is attention and sycophancy. So it doesn't matter how extreme whatever works. And this has been going on since 2015. The difference is that he just needs to go farther and farther down the rabbit hole because fewer and fewer people are willing to stand up for him publicly. No, uh, he has no 
set of core beliefs at all. Uh, unfortunately, though, people like Elon Musk, who now has a lot of power since he took over Twitter, is also echoing these same, same kinds of conspiracy theories, which gives them even more cachet in the mind of somebody like Donald. He doesn't have, he doesn't believe anything except whatever in the moment is best for him. Stunning. The Axis report on the dinner with Fuentes and Ye, according to a source familiar with the dinner conversation, saying Trump seemed very taken with Fuentes at one point, saying, quote, I really like this guy. He gets me. Trump said he didn't even know who Fuentes was at the time. But are you convinced, Mary, that he has a clear understanding of who these people are and what they represent? Absolutely. The American people uh, are paying millions of dollars in tax money to make sure that Donald and his immediate family had secret service protection. There's no way guests aren't vetted unless I'm missing something. And if they aren't vetted, then we should be getting a refund. Donald knows exactly who these people are. And as, as far, as long as they're willing to suck up to him and make him feel good about himself, he'll like them. It's literally that simple, as stunning as that may seem. How much do you think this can be chalked up to extremists who latch themselves onto Donald Trump because they see him as the most powerful person on earth to ever give them attention? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of our biggest problems, that they're being legitimized in a way they typically haven't been. You know, one I think one of the purposes of liberal democracy is to sort of rope those people off. But thanks to Donald and the complicity of the entire Republican Party, these people have give, been given an enormous platform and they're not going to give it up easily. And Donald's certainly not going to let them go as long as elected Republicans or at least some elected Republicans try to distance themselves from him. So there's this new uh, headline. I read it going into the commercial break and it's from The New York Times and it says it all. Trump has had a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad three weeks. GOP mega donors are jumping off the Trump train and Republicans are openly rebelling against his 2024 run. Let's take a listen together to Mitt Romney. Well, President Trump lost again. Uh, and I know a lot of people in our party uh, love the president, former president. But he's, uh, if you will, the kiss of death for somebody who wants to win a general election. Any chance, Mary, that Trump sees himself as a loser right now? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's. Uh, hmm? Hi, my name is Eric Reem, and I am a professional public speaker. I started this journey back in 2014. Any chance, Mary, that Trump sees himself as a loser right now? No, that's that's uh, impossible for him to do. Uh, however, what I will say is uh, Mitt Romney also at one point referred to Donald as a rhino, a Republican in name only. We cannot let the Republican Party get away with this. Right now, they're turning on him because it seems that Donald is electoral poison. However, he is the Republican Party. He has represented everything they stand for over the last six years. And even if they decide they want somebody else to be their standard bearer, we need to hang Donald Trump around their necks like an albatross because he's entirely they are entirely responsible for him. And even if he does not run or if they you know pretend not to support him, they will continue to espouse everything he's put forward. And so there's no daylight between Donald Trump and this Republican Party, no matter how hard they try to convince us otherwise. So you can hear there, right? You hear this man 
is absolutely losing it, right? And he's afraid, right? And so while he thinks he got, he gets this big victory, he thinks he has this magnanimous victory. You know, a, you know, the, 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 a judge, actually a good judge, let's, she's a, a good judge, this is not a bad judge, made a ruling in his favor, but it's not really all that much in his favor. Yeah, I mean, he's not held in contempt right now, but he could be in the next few weeks. And critically, it's predicated on the fact that he can't get a single lawyer to attest to his factual statement because his factual statements are lies, at least most of the time they are. But more than that, it's it, it just makes clearer what needs to happen. The, you know, now Dude, the judge is basically saying we can still do a contempt charge, but, you know, really we need to see search warrants. And I think in that sense, you know, Jack Smith, as aggressive as he's been, Maybe even he needs to have that extra push to go forward and do that. We've talked about earlier today about why that matters. But then we get into Mary Trump. And Mary Trump, as noted there, is being interviewed explicitly as both the niece of Donald Trump and a psychologist. She has a PhD. So, Jay, we got a doctor of psychology here really delving into how Trump is broken. Now, I'll say a couple things. I agree with her. I do think that in a way, Donald Trump, as he grows more and more desperate, is going to be making relationships with crazier and crazier people. I do think that some of it is actually quite simple. Donald Trump is hanging out with absolute monsters because he likes them. Donald Trump, at the end of the day, believes a lot of what Kanye West and Nick Fuentes and the Q people believe. He does believe some of it. Maybe not all of it. Maybe not quite as firm as they do maybe some of it he thinks is nuts but he plays along anyway Thanks. and what that shows is the truth that as he becomes more oh, and more useless were... to the mainstream republicans right as he as yeah, they th start to think this man's a loser he won't get us tax cuts he won't get us judges he won't get us seats in the house and senate he won't do any of that and so we don't need him anymore well where will he find friends he's not going to find friends among independents he's not going to find friends among you or me or 99.9 percent .9 of people watching He's not going to find friends even among traditional Republicans in that case. So he has to go to the absolute fringe. And his mental sickness is makes it impossible for him to do otherwise. So even though Trump understands uh, that, that, that this stuff is toxic, he does understand that. He is unable to say it and to disavow it because, one, he believes in some of it. And two, these are the only friends he has left. And so you can see this man's mental sickness from the perspective of his niece and a psychologist making it clear that this is why he's doing what he's doing and he's not stopping doing what he's been doing. This is an awful update. This man is broken in many ways. It doesn't mean he can't still do damage. But what it does show is that even his victories, even his new friendships are really all just massive losses. Losses, at least in disguise. Odd Himalayan iced water ritual dissolves stubborn fat faster than any exercise or diet plan you've ever tried with just some iced water. If you're over 45 and have spent years fighting diets and exercise plans that do not work, then you need to see this. After studying over 170 years of... So the crowd has blindly run into the fucking... the path that's in a big circle. Right. Yeah, pretty fucking clever, huh? I guess, you know, you get hungry, you fucking, you're, you ain't playing. And they, they're, they're, you know, they do eat, they do eat some, um, they do, they will eat berries and shit like that, though. Hmm. Coyotes. But they like to fucking grab it. For sure. Yeah. I, I don't, you're watching the legal breakdown. But they don't get in this yard. 
I don't think there's ever been a coyote up in the yard, as far as I've, I've been here. But the bobcat, now, that's a whole different yeah, story. Yeah, I've but seen him several times. He won't, huh? Yeah, I've seen him several times. But you know that, like, that TV seems to really yeah, help he does what he wants. I don't give a fuck but, what, what we put up. When the TV's on, especially, you know, like all loud like that. Now, did you see? The, did you see the, how Dale, Dale it hasn't come in. Yeah. Did you see how he put the fucking the wood on our side? Uh huh. I'm telling you. Because he's thinking something's going to hit that fucking pipe. I'm telling you. I'm like, no, there's a fucking pipe there the way Dale's treating it. I'm like, oh uh -huh. shit. He don't want the pipe to bust. It's weird, but it's, it seems. Or something. Something's up about him in that fucking area right there. He don't want my help for nothing. I, was, I called him. I was like, hey, I hear you pounding over there, man. I, I said, been busy in the office and stuff. I said, but if you need anything, let me know. You know, he's like, oh, no, I'm good. Blue. He's like, I'm up. He don't want me to help him. He doesn't want me to help yeah, him. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Something's weird. Something's weird about it. I, I would I would bet. If, I mean, like, if I had a right equipment, I could tell you if there's water running through down there. We're going to see in a minute. Like, I'm going to look at the bills uh -huh. and see what happens. Now, he's here. We'll see what happens now. I'm, I'm watching closely now. I got my fucking eye on the bills like the hawk. And <laughs> if it raises or slightens any but any bit, I got it. I'm gonna know whether I think it's. I think. Oh, yeah. when it freezes, I think it's gas. Be careful to. Uh, I think it's gas. Be careful when it freezes like it did last night. Um, yeah. Uh, I keep something it. dripping. Yeah. I always do. Yeah, right. we're we're good. We shouldn't. It wasn't frozen last. It wasn't freezing last night. I was freezing, but not enough to freeze our pipes. Yeah. No, I mean, it was running slow. I did turn it on. It did come out of the tap a little slow. I, uh, the bill is well, due. You gotta be careful about that. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm, I, I keep mine dripping. I always have. I always have. I got that from Denver, uh, where to in the winter time, just to always have a little drip somewhere. Mm. You know, you got to, right? Right. Oh man, I'm fucking. I am so fucking like. I'm. I'm just like. I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling so happy right now. I'm like, I'm figuring this out. Yeah. Trying, trying to get a lawyer to to represent us. I don't know. It seems kind of, you know, what I mean, all the lawyers are kind of the same. They're like, we don't take those kind of cases. This is all they say to me. For everything I've ever asked, you know, it's like I never got a case. But I'm thinking to myself, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I started, a, I started a chat group on Google um, for for um, the T-Mobile, and then um, I'm, I'm gonna start like, I'm gonna start collecting the people that are giving bad reviews. I'm gonna start collecting them. I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna fucking somehow I'm gonna get a hold of them and start bringing groups into this. And, and that and and oh, I mean all of the is different. We gotta be careful because there, there is some restrictions to like if we want to get paid, we can't really go fucking fast their name. We can't that's what, do that's what. That's what they're doing. They're stopping us from ever suing them again or bashing their name. Hmm. But once we get rid of the motherfucking, once we get rid of the, uh, see we can. At this point, I think we can even have a social security number change. We can change our identity. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We uh, should take to, advantage of that, huh? Uh, to protect ourselves. Yeah. So, oh, oh, and I have, I have identity. I have IQ. The, uh, the IQ, I'm going to contact them, too, because they have some sort of uh, thing that, that says that, like, you know, if you get... I've had it for fucking... We've had it for six months. Like, if we get breached or something like that, there's some insurance... I don't know. I'm going to find out about that, too. I collect all the insurance I can. This time they own me. I usually don't fucking go after shit like this, but fuck that. They don't fucking put us in a real bad fucking place, man. And, and, and it's like, it's justified. I feel, you know, like, all that time. 
mean, they, they owe us for a whole year's of fucking work, I feel like. Two years, you know? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. They slowed down off my computer somewhat, but they're still a little bit in there. I think they're, I think whoever was in there, was, they're fucking worried. I can't get shit out of it now. I've, I've, uh, I've been able to secure all the documents and, and, and secure everything that I can. Um, you know, but, but they're, uh, I think they're, they're backing up off the system because it stopped the acting funny. Hmm. And, and so, so check it out. I go to AutoDS and I go to their status page. And guess what? Every time when I was telling the people that there was something wrong and somebody in, in the system, uh, they had a breakdown. They had a fucking, uh, like their status, their status page. Every time I ever said anything to them, their status page was fucking off. They were offline. They weren't working. So on and so forth. And, and, and it was like, and then the other coincidences were, let's say, um, Maybe it crashed with a lot of complaints or something. Uh, yeah, because I think it happened to other people, too. Um, we're not the only one. See, we're, we're one of, we were one of 50,000 uh, people that got the gateway. The first set of gateways that went out. Literally, we got it the day it came out. And so, I think there's probably a good 50,000 people out there that, you know, have a gateway that, that let, I mean, that's a lot of people world, you yeah. know, United States wide. Right. So, you think, um, how many people are into drop shipping? Who knows? But they could have they gained access through, through mine, through my my portal, easily through, and then through, because uh, I was telling her, so so all it takes is for them to go on there and add a code, and I looked it up, they can do it. They can fucking go into uh, Amazon and add a code into that. When you download it, you don't even realize, it, it, it says, oh, bad product. It's not a bad product, it's a fucking it's a, a program or something, it's a, a code. And then the code inserts itself Detrusion. into the fucking into their into the application, mm-hmm. which is an API, or and it can do APK AP, API, and then it and then it, um and basically extracts the one that, that keeps you from getting in there and puts in the code and then opens it up to like opens up ports on your computer, a port, so it can enter it can make it it can enter there like a worm. It can open that port up and then allow the allow the code to get in there and then the code embeds itself in the in the, the bootstrap and then and then it turns around the next time it boots up, it boots up with the new code and like it could be like and they could be like a uh, uh, like a uh, so it does it one time and then it disappears. So you get no trace of it. So they send it in and say increase everybody's, uh, you know, increase everybody's percentage by 300 percent. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, that could even be fucking auto DS themselves in a point like that. To if they're if they're all the people that work there, they're all like I've been drop shipping for years. All the people that work there. Uh-huh. Well, what if they're fucking like, no, we're gonna cut everybody off for that day because we're the we work here, so we're gonna get that money. Boop, they cut everybody off by by raising their price. They don't cut them off. They just take it and they do a bulk edit. And they that's what they did with us. They did a bulk edit and they edited it so that we had like a three hundred like a third three hundred thousand or thirty yeah, three hundred percent markup on our stuff is what it amounted to. So like, you know, a, a ten dollar item was to now, make sure uh, we would crash it would, you know, our orders would crash. We would, they, nobody would order. Yeah, it's exactly. not even a crash. We wouldn't even. We got no orders at all, and and I and and that's what that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, sabotage. So that, that made it impossible to sell anything, and then it, it lasted all the way Cyber Monday, um, you know, all the way through that. So we got nothing during those times. Cause at first, when when we was rocking up, and I got top rated seller, and then they started sending late packages, like they did it on purpose. 
But I know what they were doing. They were collecting that fucking money. Yeah, a third, a third of our yeah, they were sales. Collecting. They were they were collecting. tampering they were, with. Yeah, they were. Did getting, I show were, did I show you this? Oh yeah, that was good. Oh yeah. Oh wait. So this, so this, so you got you got you got uh our our all that and 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 we we went like this. This looks like this. It looks like this. Looks like this. And we we peaked. I was up to like 14 orders a day. Yeah, I was going like exponential and then... I was going 14 orders. Then, I was at 14 like fucking orders a day about to fucking rip it. Rip it yeah, to like... Yeah, they destroyed us right, at, they gave right us, when we were going eBay's given us three quarters of a million dollars of inventory. We can't even post that up because we can't trust them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this. I'm going to take this to another place. One place. But I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I put everything on $9 mode. I, tur I turn everything on $9 mode. So what that means is that I, I, I'm in creation mode right now. So I've paused everything. And mm -hmm. all I'm doing is keeping the accounts over $9. And I'm going into a creation phase. Like 60-day creation phase. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to streamline what it is we're going to do. And keep it so... So low because I'm only gonna pick one or two products to go, or or just a series of them, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna use Amazon. I'm not going back to AutoDS ever. I'm done with them, of course. I can't. I mean, why would I? I'm gonna sue them. You know, I, I'm thinking because there's there's other there's other uh, mitigating circumstances like the taxes. Okay, so I, I, eBay takes out and eBay. I think eBay's in on it too. eBay takes out taxes, right? They pay per, per specifically for the states where we ship to. When we ship to Massachusetts, okay, there's only five states in the whole union that do not accept taxes. Now, here's the funny thing is that the taxes don't start uh, until 100,000 or 200, 200 transactions. We're over 200 transactions. So we're, we're, this is IRS thing. So I'm pulling, I'm pulling the, I'm pulling the, all the stuff. I'm actually on eBay in the tax section and I'm going to, cause I want to do your taxes fucking, I don't want to, I don't want one. You're the strongest entity for all of this. Yours has to be perfect. I mean, I mean with mine too, but, but I'm going to take, what I'm going to do is, is make it, make it work the best way it can. Like you had inheritance, then it, it comes in and, and pay whatever it is paid me. I'm all in. I don't even you know, take any paychecks anymore. I stop that. I just, all I do is, is, is spend for the business on my cards, just like I'm doing with yours and then pay them back through the business. And then that way the builds a credit and we'll build, we'll build our credit up. I mean, you, when you go up this time, you're going to go up above 750. I know it. So I took it down because when we get credit, it always drops because you add a credit to the, to the, to it. And then you, you, you know, put a little, a uh, little bit on the system, show them that you can do it. And then you pay it all off at one time. And you're fucking like, Ooh, the credit course goes up like a hundred points in one fucking day. They love it. Yeah. So I, I, I could get that to, you know, that'll, I can't wait till that happens. And then that'll make us, that'll make us super strong. The more credit we have, the better, the better off we are, the better, more vitality we have with anybody. I mean, even, even regular people, because they check your credit. I mean, we're, we're people check credit, uh, companies check credit and I'm not everybody uses, oh, there's three of them, right? So there's not everybody uses all three of them. What they just use one. They use Experian or they use uh, TransUnion or they use the other one, and they, and that's what they base the score off of. Uh, they off of just one, not all three. So I just I'm just like I'm so, but I need to get out of the office. I'm okay, then we're back and we're gonna go listen to Special Counsel Probe takes turn with bombshell new evidence. You're watching the legal breakdown. So, Glenn, a Talking Points memo obtained a trove of text messages that were sent to Mark Meadows from at least 34 Republicans. Now, I'm going to go through some specific examples in a moment. But first, why is this different from the other few texts that we've already seen uh, between Mark Meadows and other Republicans? 
You know, I don't know that it's different in sort of quality. You know, it's different in quantity. 34 Republican members of Congress who seem to be involved in a concerted effort, some might even call it a conspiracy, to deny Joe Biden his rightful election win and keep Donald Trump in office unconstitutionally. So um, I think what was so shocking was not only the language of some of these, what I would call treasonous text messages, um, but just the sheer volume and desperation that we see in the language of some of these texts. But, you know, this, I think, just gives um, special counsel Jack Smith all the more ammunition. And it kind of looks like, because Talking Points Memo got a hold of these and they're disclosing them in advance of the January 6th committee issuing its final report. This kind of feels like a, a preview of some of what we're about to see from the J6 committee. Now, obviously, the most striking was Representative Ralph Norman of South Carolina, who texted, Mark, in seeing what's happening so quickly and reading about the Dominion lawsuits attempting to stop any meaningful investigation, we are at a point of no return in saving our republic. Our last hope is invoking martial law, spelled incorrectly. Please urge the president to do so. Um, so, so what was your reaction to this? And I'm assuming that you don't agree with the invocation of martial law in this scenario. Yeah, whether spelled correctly or incorrectly, I disagree that martial law was a player. Um, you know, it really is pretty remarkable that a sitting member of Congress advocated in, in unequivocal terms, tell the president to do this. You know, if the president were to invoke martial law, he would basically you know, take control of the government away from the civilian leaders of government. He would deploy the military against, let me say it again, against the American people, the people who had just voted Joe Biden as our next president. And they would have basically suspended all of our constitutional rights. They could literally round up anybody they believed wasn't undesirable, and they could have imprisoned people. And things like the Great Writ, the writ of habeas corpus, is suspended if martial law is, is declared by the president. And for those who might not know, the writ of habeas corpus is basically if somebody is being detained, without a imprisoned, charge. unlawfully and unconstitutionally by the government, they can file a writ of habeas corpus and have a judge address the issue promptly. Let me add as a footnote, that was done in Michael Cohen's case when Bill Barr's Department of Justice put Michael Cohen back in prison unlawfully, unconstitutionally. He filed the great writ, a writ of habeas corpus, and a federal judge said, you're right. The uh, Department of Justice, Bill Barr's Bureau of Prisons, unconstitutionally put Michael Cohen back in prison, violating his First Amendment free speech rights. Why? Because he said he was going to write a book critical of the president of the United States. I share that incident, that episode, because that will give you a flavor of some of what the government could do if Donald Trump declared martial law. In a, in a way, doesn't calling for like the suspension of all of our laws through martial law, isn't that kind of akin to what Trump called for, which is the termination of the Constitution? To, isn't all of this in some way disqualifying because it's kind of completely antithetical to what that Constitution and what our laws are supposed to do and what they're supposed to represent? It absolutely is disqualifying, and people don't have to take it from you or from me. They can take it from the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, which says... You know, if you took 
an oath of loyalty to the United States. And then you launched an insurrection or gave aid and comfort to people who launched an insurrection against the United States. You are disqualified, period. And, you know, there is an open question about how that gets implemented, but there's no doubt about it. It is disqualifying. And I think it's worth looking back at the federal statute for insurrection, because it says anybody who incites an insurrection, anybody who engages in an insurrection, or anybody who assists in an insurrection. And it sure looks like these 34 members of Congress were doing all they could to assist the insurrection, make sure Joe Biden was denied his rightful win and Donald Trump remained in power unlawfully and unconstitutionally. You know, it's no wonder that guys like Scott Perry, who, you know, for example, was sending text messages to Mark Meadows about Italian satellites, you know, taking over the American voting machines and urging that as a basis to keep Donald Trump in office. Is it any wonder that guys like Scott Perry asked for a presidential pardon yeah. because they wanted to get away with the crimes they committed? I'll tell you what, as a, as a Jew, it's nice to, to get a moment of relief uh, from owning all of the satellites and let the Italians deal with uh, deal with that for, uh, for a quick moment here. Um, so, you know, th- these are private texts. Do you think that... Um, that the people who sent these texts to Mark Meadows or the people who conversed with Mark Meadows, that they were just riding the wave of Trump's bullshit and, uh, you know, thinking that they could just kind of use the the momentum here to change the election results? Or were they actually high on their own supply and uh, actually believed the stuff that they were spewing? Because, again, they, they were private texts. It's not like this was... It's not like this was grandstanding for the public. And it's not like this was like them going on Fox News or OAN or Newsmax and saying this stuff out loud. This was uh, this was just meant to be between them and Mark Meadows. You know, I guess it's an open question as to when he, whether any of the sort of 34 treasonous members of Congress um, believed what they were advocating. I find it difficult to believe that they were just that stupid. I think, as you put it, they were riding Donald Trump's BS, and they really didn't care about the legitimacy of the underlying claim that, you know, the election was rigged or stolen or what have you. This was a campaign to keep a Republican necessary. Um, and, And so, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter whether they believed it or not. You know, if you go out and commit crime and you say, well, I had an honest belief that the money that I was stealing from the bank was rightfully mine because the bank was, you know, charging me too much in fees. That's not a defense to your crime. So it's, I think, a little beside the point. I just have a hard time believing they're stupid enough to actually believe Donald Trump's BS. Yeah, well, I would challenge you to. To take five minutes and listen to what Marjorie Taylor Greene has to say, so yeah. <laughs> that might uh, that might challenge your your opinions as to whether these people are stupid enough. Um, you know, general, generally like right now these investigations or this investigation, um, as like we kind of buy. home in on Trump, is just to see whether whether he'll be held accountable. So how does the release of these texts lend themselves to the investigation of that guy in particular, of Donald Trump? Hi, Mark Barton. It's Sandy Hook. Promise here. Hey, what's up? When the gunman shot his way into Sandy Hook Elementary School on December 14th, 2012, he loaded his AR-15 with 30-round magazine. 
themselves to the investigation of that guy in particular, of Donald Trump? Yeah, that, that's a good question because, you know, there is... Oh, shit. Accidentally closed it. ...because, you know, there is an intermediary here, right? Uh, it's Mark Meadows. Now, Mark Meadows seemed to be acting as sort of a clearinghouse for treasonous texts. Um, <laughs> it's an open question as to how many of these messages, if any, got delivered to Donald Trump. And if they did, what was Donald Trump? Hi. Um, and that's why Mark Meadows is such an important player in this. Think about this, Brian. These are the text messages Mark Meadows decided to give to the J6 committee before he stopped cooperating with them. Can you imagine the ones he held back? Yeah. How damaging they must be. Now, look, we know Mark Meadows was referred by Congress for prosecution for contempt of Congress. I have believed all along that one of the reasons the Department of Justice declined to indict Mark Meadows for that single count of contempt of Congress was because Mark Meadows is a much bigger fish in the criminal conspiracy to overthrow our democracy. And so it makes sense to me, and this is the way I would play it if I were prosecuting the case, to hold on to that charge until I was prepared, until the federal prosecutors were prepared to bring the great big overarching conspiracy to commit offenses against or defraud the United States. Because I think Mark Meadows is right in the thick of that criminal conspiracy. And the hope is, I suspect, that the Department of Justice can develop Mark Meadows as a cooperating witness because he had the ear of the president and he's going to have some of the most directly incriminating evidence to offer prosecutors and ultimately to offer a, a jury when Donald Trump is sitting as a defendant at council table in federal court in Washington, D.C. So if that's the case, just as an aside, if that's the case where they're holding on to this stuff because Mark Meadows is a bigger player uh, than than they had previously uh, uh, figured, do they do they hold on to these charges and add them on in addition to a conspiracy charge? Or does this just does a conspiracy charge just kind of supersede everything? And that's what they go with. You know, you actually use the magic word supersede. You know, this investigation is, frankly, unlike any other criminal investigation, I think, in the history of our country. I mean, Watergate doesn't even come close, in my opinion. Ordinarily, when we investigate and prosecute cases, we will indict sort of a series of charges. We'll indict maybe one readily provable charge, and then we'll continue to go into the grand jury, present additional evidence and build on that original indictment with what you just mentioned, superseding indictments. And we will do that um, until all defendants and all charges can finally be brought in one final overarching indictment. The reason I say this one is, is being handled so differently is because we haven't seen any of those preliminary indictments, right? It, at least not against anybody in the hierarchy or the command structure of the insurrection, only the, you know, the foot soldiers, right? The boots of the insurrection, right. the, the men and women who were incited and told by Donald Trump to attack the Capitol to stop the certification of Joe Biden's win, stop the steal. So I, I have to believe that the people at the Department of Justice are going about this in, yes, a unique fashion, but in a thoughtful fashion. And that's why we haven't seen these sort of 
the this flow of indictments that will typically come out until you do one final overarching indictment. Okay, got it. And and so it's not like the impeachment trial, for example, where they say, okay, we don't want to take attention away from from uh, from our our one article of impeachment. So we're just gonna we're just gonna forget about the other smaller stuff and just present one major uh, one major article of impeachment. It's not like that in in you know the legal space. It's just kind of they will if if the charges are warranted, then they'll just keep adding them on. But they're not going to just forget about something in service of one bigger uh, charge that, you know, it, it, there's a lot of tactical decisions that go into that precise issue. You know, you want to charge everything that you believe you have sufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt to, to a jury's satisfaction. But now this is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself. Sometimes if I have uh, an organization, a gang, a RICO conspiracy that I'm prosecuting, there may be lots of crimes that what that are what I would consider lesser crimes, I don't necessarily want to throw them all into the mix because then what you're doing is you're almost giving the jury too many charges. And, and I fear sometimes that they will be distracted by some of the lesser stuff and they'll fail to focus proper attention on the bigger stuff, the main crimes. So, you know, there. this is an art, not a science. And there's no one size fits all. But sometimes prosecutors will forego charging some crimes that they otherwise can prove because they feel like it would be a distraction from the main crimes they want to bring. Okay, totally. Okay, so let's finish off with this. There's been reporting that special counsel Jack Smith has ramped up the pace of his investigation. He's brought a number of close Trump associates before a grand jury and issued a number of subpoenas as well. Um, And that's all well and good. But this then presents this question, which is why didn't Merrick Garland do this at any point over the last year when he was in charge of this investigation? Like, why did it take the appointment of a special counsel uh, to be able to see some movement here? I wish I had an answer to that question. You know, I have been equal parts Merrick Gar- Garland supporter and Merrick Garland detractor. Um, but I think when we see for the first time the Department of Justice, courtesy of special counsel Jack Smith, subpoenaing, for example, the communications between Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and the you know Trump team and the Trump loyalists and the Trump sycophants, Um, We've known about that phone call for going on two years now, the infamous phone call between Trump and Raffensperger, find me 11,780 votes and corruptly declare me the winner of the election in Georgia. And the moment I saw that for the first time communications were being subpoenaed, um, I asked myself the exact same question you just asked. Why in the world did it take almost two years And I hope Merrick Garland had some plan. There was some reason why he was declining to do it. But I have to tell you, at a minimum, it made me sort of raise my eyebrow and say, hmm, what's that about? Yeah, well, I guess at this point, you know, we just find solace in the fact that it's being done now, even if it's a a little, you know, unacceptable that it wasn't done in the past. So we'll leave it there. Um, For those of you watching, if you want to hear more legal news as it breaks, make sure to follow both of our channels. They're right here on the screen. I'm Brian Tyler Cohen. And I'm Glenn Kirshner. This is The Legal Breakdown. That was awesome. Legal Breakdown, nice. It takes courage to play at this level.
I tell people to be the best. You can't be afraid. I'm hitting these image of fans print and FT collection of these slides in the primary polls. Yay! Pod save America. Gas prices continue to plummet on minus touch. The most common price of the pump is now two ninety-nine. How are those tickers now? I did that and I'll do it again. Timeline have archaeologists found the real tomb of Christ. Uh, major announcement. Really binding, preliminary binding, excuse me. Uh, but could um, proceed what's to come. So, in other words, uh, it's only going to get worse for uh, mm. Rudy Kaludi, Grandpa Farty McSharty, <laughs> and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, th there's another video while we're waiting for Gabe Sanchez, because I definitely do not want to go anywhere um, beyond, because I want to ask Gabe about this. He's a graphic artist, you know. He's the professional here at the Tony Michaels Podcast. When it comes to design and graphic arts, I definitely want to make sure we get his professional expert opinion, his analysis, <laughs> it were, of these images that we're going to show. But there was a video yesterday of, um, oh, let's see, his name is Glenn Grothman. He's a Republican from Wisconsin. Um, and, and, you know, President Joe Biden just signed. Sign what? Oh. Right. Apparently, obviously, a major malfunction for the Tony Michaels ship. Let's see if we can fast forwards. Let's fast forwards a wee bit. 
So it's just people are a lot of people are using Lenza, but the problem with Lenza is that it's also it's basically taking a actual artist's work and it's using AI to put you in that image. So oh, it's okay. also like there's a bunch of people who have complaints about like the you can still kind of see signatures of the actual artist on there, but then they try to blur it out. There's a whole thing and how how it's kind of unfair to the original artist. But that's what that's what's going on. And this is what this reminds me of. They took an image of Donald Trump and threw it into a shitty AI and then said, boom, poop it out. And, and it, then it literally shit, out. shit it out. Well, so this one here, okay, obviously he's a cowboy. Donald Trump would never, ever be in an outfit like this, ever. Now, I know what I know the image that they're trying to project here. When I was a kid, my grandpa loved John Wayne. Yeah. Did you have anyone in your family that watched John Wayne movies? Like they were, oh, they yeah, were like they had, religious yeah. about it. Like my grandpa owned, he had a whole shelf with the VHS. Do you remember what VHS is? VHS John Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. Everything he did, he had all the fucking movies, and he watched them all the time. That's what this is. This is this is Donald Trump pretending in in dig, in the digital space to be John Wayne because he can't do it in real life. Like like can you imagine Trump dressing up like this and trying to look like this? Like uh, number one. Yeah. Come on, man, that would be hilarious. You know what? You know what's a great idea. Maybe I shouldn't say it out loud. Hey, you know, um we should we should actually do the images of what he'd actually look like if he was mm. if he dressed up see like that would be something i would pay someone on fiverr for sure yeah someone. right i would be like hey let's you pay him good money yeah because I that's i want i want to clear something up bucks. about the fiverr thing because i made the fiverr joke i made the fiverr joke this morning yeah, yeah. but here's here's what i'll say fiverr is is kind of a a complex world because there are very good very professional uh-huh. artists on there right that's yeah they, they they are there to provide you with a a very very good service we use them a lot here yeah, yeah. It was for some of our graphics and some other things, but even some of our merch graphics, we we've had fiber artists help right. us on some of those things. But here's the thing: there's some of the people on there that are just like, "Look, I'm just cranking stuff out. You yeah. pay me three or four dollars, I'll crank something out for you." You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. three dollars goes a lot further other parts of the world, and they just want your three bucks, and they'll crank out something. Yeah, right. And this really, like you're saying, this is kind of what this is. So that this is the John Wayne one. All right. Which, mm-hmm. which again why don't you you know what you should do here because i, I want to break this down for people can you go to the actual website yeah i can yeah yeah, yeah. because the well, images, well, you know the, what these images don't do it quite justice what i'm about to reveal okay so let's let's do this first because the first thing i want to play is the infomercial? yesterday we well yesterday we played the trailer the, the, yes. the, the what the infomercial yeah well the, the, i want to i want to play this sizzle reel yeah, Again. right. Yes. Yeah. The sizzle reel. <laughs> right. Well, that's what it is, right? I mean, what else yeah, are you gonna call that motherfucker? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a sizzle. I mean, well, it's I a mean, t- yeah, yeah. kinda, you know, like you know when you're making pancakes, you know how to test the pan for pancakes, right? You know, it's hot enough oh, you, just sprinkle, you just sprinkle some water on it. And if the water kind of wait, you sprinkle water on, no, on the pan on the pan. Oh, 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 oh. To make yeah, sure yeah, yeah. it's the right temperature. Right, right. So so, so if it starts, yeah. Yep. So that's how you know, yeah, okay, I'm at the right temperature. Yeah, I can yeah. pour my battery. Huh? That's that's the sizzle that we're going for here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bare minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. Here is here's the um, the announcement of the announcement yesterday. Now let's watch this. America needs a superhero. Superhero. <laughs> oh 
America needs a superhero. <laughs> superhero. A superhero. <laughs> America needs a superhero. Of course, yesterday, everyone's like, what the hell is this announcement? A VP? Or is he gonna is he gonna go to Russia? I mean, there, there was all kinds we of gave, shit, man. We gave him way. Way, 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 oh way, way, God. way too much credit. It's the same thing when I thought Elon Musk would back out of the Twitter deal. I'm like, no way he's going to do this. Yeah. Yep, he did it, and he's it's a fucking disaster. Same right. thing here. It, now here, so here is, let's go to the next, this morning. Yes. Um, the where, actual, the actual. We haven't seen any of those preliminary indictments, right? It, at least not against anybody in the hierarchy or the command structure of the insurrection, only the, you know, the foot soldiers, right? The boots of the insurrection, the, the men and women who were incited and told by Donald Trump to attack the Capitol to stop the certification of Joe Biden's win, stop the steal. So I, I have to believe that the people at the Department of Justice are going about this in, yes, a unique fashion, but in a thoughtful fashion. And that's why we haven't seen these sort of the, this flow of indictments that will typically come out until you do one final overarching indictment. Okay, got it. And and so it's not like the impeachment trial, for example, where they say, okay, we don't want to take attention away from from uh, from our, our one article of impeachment. So we're just gonna we're just gonna forget about the other smaller stuff and just present one major uh, one major article of impeachment. It's not like that in in you know, the legal space, it's just kind of, they will, if, if the charges are warranted, then they'll just keep adding them on, but they're not going to just forget about something in service of one bigger uh, charge. You know, it, it, there's a lot of tactical decisions that go into that precise issue. You know, you want to charge everything that you believe you have sufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt to, to a jury's satisfaction. But now this is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself. Sometimes if I have uh, an organization, a gang, a RICO conspiracy that I'm prosecuting, there may be lots of crimes that what that are what I would consider lesser crimes. I don't necessarily want to throw them all into the mix because then what you're doing is you're almost giving the jury too many charges. And, and I fear sometimes that they will be distracted by some of the lesser stuff. And they'll fail to focus proper attention on the bigger stuff, the main crimes. So, you know, this is an art, not a science. And there's no one size fits all. But sometimes prosecutors will forego charging some crimes that they otherwise can prove because they feel like it would be a distraction from the main crimes they want to bring. Okay, totally. Okay, so let's finish off with this. There's been reporting that Special Counsel Jack Smith has ramped up the pace of his investigation. He's brought a number of close Trump associates before a grand jury and issued a number of subpoenas as well. Um, And that's all well and good, but this then presents this question, which is why didn't Merrick Garland do this at any point over the last year when he was in charge of this investigation? Like, Why did it take the appointment of a special counsel uh, to be able to see some movement here? I wish I had an answer to that question. You know, I have been equal parts Merrick Garland supporter and Merrick Garland detractor. Um, But I think when we see for the first time the Department of Justice, courtesy of special counsel Jack Smith, subpoenaing, for example, the communications between Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and the, you know, Trump team and the Trump loyalists and the Trump sycophants, 
Um, we've known about that phone call for going on two years now, the infamous phone call between Trump and Raffensperger, find me 11,780 votes and uh, corruptly <laughs> declare me the winner of the election in Georgia. And the moment I saw that for the first time communications were being subpoenaed, um, it, I asked myself the exact same question you just asked. Why in the world did it take almost two years and I hope Merrick Garland had some plan. There was some reason why he was declining to do it. But I have to tell you, at a minimum, it made me sort of raise my eyebrow and say, hmm, what's that about? Yeah. Well, I guess at this point, you know, we just find solace in the fact that it's being done now, even if it's uh, uh, a little you know, unacceptable that it wasn't done in the past. So we'll leave it there. Um, for those of you watching, if you want to hear more legal news as it breaks, make sure to follow both of our channels. They're right here on the screen. I'm Brian Tyler Cohen. And I'm Glenn Kirschman. This is The Legal Breakdown. It takes courage to play at this level. I tell people to be the best. You can't be afraid. Thanks, Brian and Glenn, for all you do! Exclamation point. Please keep it up, comma. I'd love to see you guys working together as an investigative team. Exclamation point. Going to jail. To die. I'm hitting these. Prices continue to plummet from Money's College. The most common price of pumps is now $2.99. Oh, there's too much more. I did that and I'll do it again. MSNBC two hours ago. So a lot of y'all missed what they announced on the news last week, but if you make under $50,000 per year and you're eligible for in a controversy involving justice, national security, press freedom, and how this Garland Justice Department is dealing with the legacy of the preliminary findings, excuse me, uh, but could proceed to administration. So, in other words, continues prosecution files that began under the previous worse for Trump wasn't a traditional president. Grandpa Farty McSharty and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, there's another video while we're waiting for Gabe Sanchez because I definitely do not want to go anywhere um, beyond because I want to ask Gabe about this. He's a graphic artist, you know. He's the professional here at the Tony Michaels podcast when it comes to design and graphic art. So I definitely want to make sure we get his professional expert opinion, his analysis. <laughs> It were of these images that we're going to show. There was a video yesterday. Um, um, oh, let's see. His name is Glenn Grothman. He's a... Tony, comma, check out my tour of anti-Trump. How about a trailer trip? Go to jail. Comma, it's on my channel. Exclamation point. Love your show. Comma, man. Keep it up. 
Republican from Wisconsin. And, and, and you know, President Joe Biden just signed
Mm-hmm. Which again, why don't you, you know what you should do? Because I want to break this down for you. Can you go to the actual website? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Because the well, images, you know what? these images don't do it quite justice what I'm about to reveal. Okay, so let's let's do this first because the first thing I want to play is the info. Yesterday we well yesterday we played the trailer. The, yes. the, the what? The infomercial? Yeah. Well, they, they, I want to I want to play this sizzle reel. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. The sizzle reel. <laughs> right. Well, that's what it is, right? What else? Yeah. Are you call that yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's a sizzle. I mean, well, it's I, a te- yeah. yeah, kinda. You know, like. You know when you're making pancakes, you have to test the pan for pancakes, right? You sprinkle some water on it. And if the water got no, you sprinkle water on, on the pan on the pan oh, 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 oh. to make sure yeah, yeah. it's the right temperature. Right, right. So so if it starts Yeah. Yep. So that's how you know, okay, I'm at the right temperature, I can pour my batter. That's that's the sizzle that we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bare minimum. Right. Here is here's the um the announcement of the announcement yesterday. Uh, let's watch this. America needs a superhero. Superhero. <laughs> oh. America needs a superhero. <coughs> superhero. A superhero. <laughs> America needs a superhero. Of course, yesterday, everyone's like, what the hell is this announcement? Is VP, or is he gonna, is he gonna go to Russia? I mean, there, there was all kinds we of gave, shit, man. We gave him way, 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 way too much credit. It's the same thing when I thought Elon Musk would back out of the Twitter deal. I'm like, no way he's gonna do this. Yeah. Yep, he did it, and he's, it's a fucking disaster. Same right. thing here. Now here, so here is, let's go to the next, this morning. Yes. Um, the actual, the actual uh, yeah. uh, announcement. So, so did he? Because I'm unsure of this. Did he release? Did he release the the actual infomercial that you're talking about first, or did he do the true social? No, no, no. He did the true social. You can't. The infomercial is on. The website, so we have to go to the website to watch it. I mean, there's also people who repost it on Twitter. Yeah, well, right? well I got it. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Here's here's the announcement, though. We're listening to Randall Carson. Okay, so this is his post about it on Fraud Social, uh-huh. of what the major announcement is. And really, it's going over like a wet fart in a white thong. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's horrible. Um, major announcement, my official Donald Trump digital trading card. I can't even believe. I can't even fucking believe a former president is typing this out on his fucking social media account. <laughs> This is so fucking dumb. Uh, the collection is here. These limited edition cards feature amazing art. Because he's kind of capitalized. Of my life and career. And life and career are capitalized. I understand that shit. Uh, collect all your favorite Trump digital trading cards. Very much like baseball cards. Baseball cards. But hopefully, much more exciting, uh, go to this website and get your cards now. This is the best part. Only, only $99 each. Not for the whole fucking collection. Each. Uh, would make a great Christmas gift. I mean gift. Uh-huh. Don't wait. It's the other best part. I mean, this is really the cherry on top. They will be gone, I believe, very quickly. Mm. <laughs> as, if, yeah. as if a digital image 
Well, uh, he means by that is because it's you can have a limited amount of them. You can say like there's only ten in circulation. That's not to say that people could not well, steal them. But see, that's the thing. We them. talked about this with Anthony Scaramucci back in March, remember? Yeah. And you kind of challenged him a little bit. And he was trying to say, oh, well, there's signatures embedded on the image. And you're like, yeah, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, Nobody, who's going, who's going to like look the, at the fucking like, signature on the image? Yeah, it's like the board ape collection. The problem with image, like... NFTs have a right-click problem, meaning that you right-click and you save it. Now, right. yeah, you can have the digital footprint or the thumbprint on there that says, like, it's based on, you know, it, it's... it's uh, This it's, is authentic. It's authentic, and it's combined, on, it's on the blockchain, Ethereum. Like, you could do it that way, sure. I kind of feel like it would but be... But who would give unfair. a fuck? But right. who would give a fuck? Exactly. And, and the problem here is that uh, also... This isn't something that you'd be like, oh, man, I'm the proud owner of a Trump trading card. Now, there are certainly people for sure within the cult that would fucking say that. But also you have to think of the people who are in that group. Now, there's a bunch of like fucking libertarian uh, crypto bros and all the shit in the Republican Party as well. But all of these people are fucking idiots, right? They're all the ones who are like in the fucking FTX shit with with, with, it's just it's just insane. Seems like FTX has been in the news. I, I'm just saying. Here, here's the the, the infomercial. Okay, on, I, mean, I guess this is ripped off the website. But let's let's take a look at why you should consider um, these as a Christmas gift, a gift yeah. for ninety nine bucks each. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully, your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln. I gotta stop it right there. Hopefully, I'm your favorite president. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, hopefully. I mean, I know, I know, I know. You, you, you are kind of getting soft on me and everything, but hopefully, I'm still your favorite. Better than Lincoln and better than Washington. Better than Lincoln, better than Washington. I check out these NFTs. They're like a baseball thing. Okay, let's keep going if we can. Washington with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible... <laughs> Stop here. If you're looking at this image, if you're looking at this image, it literally is him trying to be Joe Biden yep. in a fucking astronaut's costume. Yeah. It's, right? He's literally got the, the aviators on, which he's never wore. Ever and never seen him in a pair of aviators. He's trying to do the whole Joe Biden go random thing. I'm Joe Biden. Uh, it really is. It is so funny that he tries so hard. I mean, not only one. Again, all of these fucking cards, and we'll sh we'll show them in a minute once we finish this little fucking video. But the goddamn Photoshop on all of these is horrible, horrendous. It's horrible. So here's here's the deal. And I said this in the first 30 minutes, and maybe you will agree with me on this. This seems like the all the doing of Nick Adams. Like, all of it. Like Probably. He came up with the idea. He's like, oh, this will be so up. We'll put you in an astronaut costume. It'll be so, you will yeah. look so manly. You're going to be an alpha, Mr. President. I can, don't you see it? Yeah. Actually, he probably, 